Welcome to the Intern Whisper Live, the show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Jason. This is Abby. This is Isabella. Sorry for the delay. This is Matt. This is Khalil. Our show is another Intern Pursuit employer. Tonight's guest is Tammy Workman-Lopez, the owner of A Touch That Gives Back, located in Altima Springs, Florida. Reminder, listeners, you guys can call us live on air. The phone number is 407-582-2906. You can also chat with us live online through Intern Whisper's Facebook Live chat. All right, guys, coming up, this episode of Intern Whisper Live, hashtag what I learned stories, industry innovations, great leaders, color and conversation promotion, and wildcard Wednesday. Okay, so... How can people find us? You can go to Facebook and look for Pivot Business Consulting. You can find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. If you look for Intern Pursuit, you can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. The Intern Pursuit game is on Facebook and on Twitter, and you can find us live on the mixlr.com forward slash Valencia College Radio and follow the Intern Whisperer. And again, live on Facebook. Tonight, we'd like to thank our first sponsor, the Florida Patient Association, whose mission it is to bring support and services to patients in the state of Florida. If you have not received help and support you need from an injury in the healthcare industry, contact Florida Patient Association for guidance on your rights. Thank you, Florida Patient Association. You can find them on their Facebook page, Florida Patient Association. Right. Good job. So tonight on the board, it is Jason uh, over here doing the whole transitions that you're going to see. You're going to see us all over here. So he's doing a great job. Khalil is over there on the soundboard, keeping us all mic'd up really well. And so Jason and Khalil are the team tonight. Over on my left, we have Matt and also we have Abby. Abby So for his mother. And I just want to make sure his mom knows we know his name. And they're going to be taking some pictures. That We've got three film students in here. They're going to have some fun with some of the things that you're going to be seeing on our show, really great pictures of our guests, things that we want to use on the podcast page. So just giving a little shout-out as to why there's so many people in the room right now. And over on my right is Tammy Workman-Lopez, the owner of A Touch That Gives Back. She is a client of Pivot Business Consulting, and also she will be joining in on the Intern Pursuit software when it launches the end of this month. So I hope people are following us because they're going to be able to sign up to be a part of the beta launch. Um, Tammy graduated from Florida Atlantic University with a bachelor's in psychology and a un- from the University of Phoenix with an MBA in healthcare management. So what are we going to talk about? Tell us, Abby. Read the notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On our show, on our show, we talk about hashtag what I learned stories during your hashtag internships, innovation, entrepreneur stories, industry innovations, and inspiring leaders. Very good. So I'm going to go ahead and open up the questions, and the guys may be jumping in. I like to give them all a turn on the mic, so they're all going to be uh, joining us. And don't be surprised if they come up with some questions that are just feeding right off of what we're doing here. So, Tammy, what is a touch that gives back? Tell our listeners, and let me move this over here for you. Sure. Um, So my company, A Touch That Gives Back, Hypno Coaching and Wellness, is really about 
the way the name is, is I've had people in my life really touch my life and make a difference. And so this gives me that opportunity to give it back. And a little play on words is I also um, help people with massage and help their bodies. And so there's that touch oftentimes on their back (laughs) 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 where people hold their stress. All right. So you guys go around and you can uh, each take a turn on the questions and I'm going to let the mic be over here. Okay. So you say you're a hypno coach and I'm just curious, do you mind elaborating? What does that mean exactly? Sure. Um, What I do when I'm working with my clients is I go into the life coaching aspect, which is really taking a look at what the problem is, getting them closer, (laughs) getting them really aware of what the issue is. So oftentimes people think this problem is the issue when really it's this problem that's over here. So when we take a look at it, we're looking at their life, we're helping them get goals in their life. And I like to say they're smart goals, so they're specific, they're measurable, they're attainable, right? They're relatable, they're time-specific. So I guess you use that, right? Um, Yeah, I'm (laughs) taking portfolio this month, and Uh we use that method, smart goals. And you just said exactly what I have to do for this month. (laughs) I I can't believe someone outside of Full Sail said that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's something to take a look at and apply in your daily goals, as well as going back and look at your monthly goals, going back and look at your quarterly goals. Make sure you're on track. So I do that with the life coaching. And then with the hypnosis, we actually take a look at most people are practicing self-hypnosis every day. They're just not aware of it. But they're doing it in ways that sound like I can't, I don't know how, I'm not able to, I'm not smart enough, they're smarter than me, I'm too young, I'm too old, I'm too fat, I'm too ugly. You, You can fill it all in. And so when we do that, our mind believes us. And so then we're trying to go, no, I'm not fat. But underneath that, there's a part of us going, well, maybe I am. Or I am smart enough. See, I can do this. I got these grades. But another part going, yeah, but that's not good enough. What are you going to do next? And so it's this constant berating of almost self-bullying. And I help people get out of that self-bullying, self-abusive action into practicing positive self-hypnosis. So it's using the tools you use anyway in a more improved way. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Diane. Oh, hello. Oh, hello, Diana. <laughs> so you mentioned something that kind of related to one of the questions that we have. Do you have a certain demographic that you target when you work with clients? Yes and no. So oftentimes the clients that I find really are the ones that are kind of upfront and ready to do the work seem to be um, a lot of females um, between the ages of, say, 20 to, right, they keep going, but where the range is about 20 to 50. Um, but I love working with young people. Um, so there's no barrier. The thing that I like to work with young people is they have less baggage. And so they're going to get through stuff a lot quicker. So there's that. Then on the other side of it, you're going to spend less of your time in that berating of negative once you've learned how to let it go. So if you can have that change happen now, you're not going to spend the next 20 and 30 years wondering what the heck's wrong with you because you figured it out and there was nothing wrong with you. You just had to clean some stuff up. Uh-huh. So it really, yeah, those, I, I love all my different ages, but it really seems to be um, the young moms because they kind of open up the family to it is really. And then the older moms who are like life changing and they've got their kids and their parents and they're stuck in the middle. And so then they bring in family. Oh, wow. So how does a hypno coach find clients? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> 
doing interviews. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also do a lot of networking. So on meetup.com, I find a lot of networking events where people are out looking to meet up and find and connect. Um, also, what I'm starting to do now is just go out to um, dentists and therapists and yoga folks and anyone who has clients that are looking to get well. Um, so for instance, I have a dentist that refers to me and I love him to death. He's wonderful. Dr. Glenn, he, um, he sees that these clients have more going on stress and things that make it harder for them to relax during their dental session. And so I've helped clients learn to release gag reflex. I've helped them to relax in the chair. I've helped them to learn that they feel safe and calm no matter where they are, not just in the dentist chair. So that's just one example. Um, so as I'm going to find different folks who are open-minded, a lot of people think it's, you know, I was um, used to think that it was evil, and I used to think that it was harmful, and um, I learned that it wasn't at all. And so I go out there and I help share that with anybody who wants to learn it. Do, do you find people are hesitant to yeah. something like that? Oh, yeah. They think it's crazy. i've had people verify with me it's evil it's mind control it lets in evil spirits and all this stuff and it's it's really how you work your ethics and how you maintain you can be a doctor and do a bad job and you can be a doctor and do a great job you can be a friend and do a bad job and you can be a friend and do a really great job so i've used my experience because i also had a lot of stress and anxiety and self-doubt and it terrible, which is how I found hypnosis myself. Mm -hmm. And then I also used my background with psychology and my background with life coaching and my background with foster care and coaching the kids. And, and I take all that and bring it all together. And that helps me to make sure when I'm working with someone, I meet them where they're at and help them to understand what they need to know. So then they're open and they can do the work. Yeah. So where did you attain your degrees? Um, well, I, kind of cut it short because I've got a lot of them. Um, <laughs> I've got my um, my Bachelor's of Psychology at Florida Atlantic University okay. in Boca. And then I got my MBA in University of Phoenix, which was actually um, off campuses still down in South Florida. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, I've got my other certificates and things around. <laughs> <laughs> so, just a minute. Um, I just want to make sure, like... For our listeners, if there are any listeners that are looking for us on our Intern Pursuit Facebook page, we are on our Pivot Business Consulting page tonight. So our Facebook page for that. So that's where we are. And people will know that we're going to be sharing this page on to Intern Pursuit later this evening. Just, just to make sure that people know. Okay, so moving over to the next set of questions. Um, and remember, there is nothing that is ever so bad. It is not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let it go. Just <laughs> let it go. All right. So um, did you ever do an internship? And if so, what was that like? Um, yes, I've actually done many internships. Um, I knew I needed to learn. And so I loved getting in there hands-on. I'm a hands-on kind of learner. I've got to touch things. It's just <laughs> better for me. Um, I need to hear what I'm doing wrong and have someone show to me what I'm doing wrong. Um, and that way I can do it right the next time. Um, and so I really, I really enjoyed that. And that actually helped me gain my connections and helped me grow in the community. So I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. That to me, I tell people all the time, go do an internship or go do a shadowing, go do volunteer work, get out there. And it's helped me every single time. You know what? That wasn't my goal though, but that's what I got out of it. I get it. Um, when I had, I did not ever do an internship. 
I became a teacher and it was trial by fire. I was thrown into a classroom, I was teaching high school, and I had ninth grade English, I had two drama classes, and then I also had a, a newspaper production, no, I had two, two freshman English classes, two drama classes, and then I had the newspaper. And then what I was told is, keep them in the room. That's all I had to do. Because <laughs> somebody quit, the teacher quit, and then it was like, oh, what are we going to do? And they said, just keep them in the room. So that was something that was truly a trial by fire, and I that was hard. Because mm-hmm. there was nobody in there to tell me, I can imagine. this is right or this is wrong or just keep him in the room and I went that's a little scary because I was going what what am I supposed to expect like from that I don't know and it wasn't that bad the kids were really really nice so I was oh I was good very you didn't yeah. have to strap them no they were very they they could have taken total advantage of the situation but they didn't they were really good well okay. you probably brought that about then no, I didn't. But thank you. I, appreciate it. Yeah. I can tell you, I was going, oh, my God, what am I going to do with these people? And at the end of the day, there's nothing that is going to, I mean, only Donald Trump, I think, can cause the end of the world. But, you know, that's political, whatever. Anyway, it's just not the end of the world. If they, even if they got out of the room, it just wasn't the end of the world. So, um, all right. So what's the next question? Khalil. Um, before you got into hypno coaching yourself, did you ever have any experience with somebody who uh, uh, mentored you through, through that? Or uh? oh yeah, um, well, let's see. So I do think when I was young, I had different mentors, but I think they didn't know what they were doing exactly. Like they okay. didn't know how to teach me, like my parents and my my grandma and stuff. Like they taught me. Well, I won't go there. They taught me the best they could, mm-hmm. right? Um, my grandmother was the most loving, and so she taught me just to be loving. So that was cool, okay. um, which meant a lot, you know, for kids who that, have good uh, families. That yeah, sorry, no, am no, I not talking loud enough? That's a, no, that's a method of hypno coaching. Then uh, a grandmother t- teaches you how to love. That's, it is. That's what I'm trying to wrap my, my yeah, head yeah, around. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, and when you help someone to just through being with them help them to understand that they're loved and lovable, they take that in. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have a child on the same side, I had my parents teaching me I wasn't. Um, I had that mix. And so by the time I was a teenager, I did not feel lovable. But I met people through foster care who then knew how to teach me how to say, you know, you know you're know, you not loving yourself. You're not, And this is how you can treat your siblings. And this is how you could do this. And I got into therapy myself. Mm-hmm. And my therapist showed me, hey, you're making a change. You're making a difference. You went from here to here. So she showed me my progress. And I'd never seen that before. And so I've had different people throughout my life. I had a guardian ad litem who showed me so many things. She'd go, okay, lesson 102. And she'd sit me down, and it was fun. It wasn't, you know, and she'd teach me whatever lesson that was. And and so I was able to learn through those mentors. Um, And I had, you know, as you move through life, there's different folks. Isabella, I'd have to say, is one of my mentors as well. I don't know if she sees herself that way, but she's someone that I learn from new things. She's someone that I look at what she's doing all the time, and I want to incorporate those. So all throughout life, you'll find them, but it's when you go, ooh, I'm going to learn from that. I'm going to plant those seeds. It becomes much more intentional. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't think I knew about the foster child thing. That's interesting. Oh. Well, hello. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there's, I mean, 
majority of young people who get into foster care will say it's something they never wanted. Mm -hmm. I feel like it saved my life. And I feel like every person within foster care, from my foster parents to my guardian ad litem to my judges, they were at my wedding. Um, mm -hmm. to um, Andrea Moore. She was an attorney who kind of took me in and trained me under her business. Now, they don't know they're practicing hypno-coaching. People don't know they're doing that. But when they're teaching you to have a mind shift, that's hypno-coaching. Okay. And so these folks have helped me have a mind shift. They helped me to see that I held value, even when inside I, I knew I didn't. And so I s had to see myself through my eyes for many, many years because I couldn't find that truth. It's taken me into my 30s and 40s to find that, which is why I say I want to start with younger folks. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I understand. Um, well, what, what advice can you give us college students getting ready for the real world? Mm, I like that question. <laughs> oh, gosh, there's so many directions I can go in. So first of all, I would say you really want to take a look at what are your negative beliefs. I do this with clients all the time. So if you take a piece of paper, and so this isn't, oh, look. So if you take a piece of paper, you turn it sideways. On one side, you have the negative thoughts that you have about yourself, what others have done to you, and then on the other side you have the positive thoughts about yourself and the things you've loved about how people have treated you or how you've treated others. You get to become very aware of your thoughts. The problem is we think these thoughts are real and true. Like, I can't do it. I'm not smart enough. I'm going to fail school. I'm not going to make it through. Um, you know, I don't know how to do this. I can't get up on time. I can't stop drinking. I can't, you know, it's all these beliefs that are here. They're not real. But until you put it down here and go, oh, that's a thought I created, and I can look over here at the other thoughts that I created. And so I can allow myself to heal this belief and let it go, and then I can come over on this side. And so it's like you're getting rid of those old habits, and you're taking on new habits. But you got to clean that stuff up. you got to clean up those beliefs, or it keeps coming back. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I had to learn. I had to learn I was making all that crap up and believing it, but I didn't know I was making it up. I just thought it was true. Okay. So when you're stuck on your poo, I don't know if I can say crap, when you get stuck on your crap, you have to clean it up. You don't just put newspaper over it, right? So you clean it up so then there's a healthy, clean space mm -hmm. to create your new habits. And I know all that sounds kind of yeah. funny, so connect with someone who can help guide you, myself, other hypno coaches. Okay. Um, therapists are great too. Some people say, oh, I don't want to do therapy. I've done a lot of therapy. So then find a hypno coach, right? Find somebody who can help guide you so then you can get out of it really quick. Yeah, I, I find that also a lot of that is easier said than done for many people. You yeah. Know? And also, uh, I feel like it's a common thing nowadays. Uh, I don't know if, I'm, if I can talk about this day and age or whatever. No, go but, ahead. Uh, it's your day and age, right? You're experiencing it. Are I believe most people are... I said hesitant earlier. They're hesitant to seek out therapy or seek out help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I believe many of us, we believe ourselves to be independent enough to handle our own issues. Right. Mm -hmm. And we don't realize that we could really use the help sometimes. So how, how do you... That's such a good point. Yes. Independent doesn't mean you're alone. Mm -hmm. Independent doesn't mean you're supposed to do everything by yourself. If you look around this room, you guys are all independent, right? But you're helping each other accomplish a goal. And it's so much easier. Imagine one of you running around trying to do all of this at one time. It would literally be impossible. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you're not smart or not skilled. Doesn't mean you can't do every single thing. You just can't mm -hmm. do it all at once. I have a coach. I have folks I talk to. I have different people to support me because I'm going to hit a level that I don't know yet. 
And so that's why I say that Isabel is my mentor. She's taking me to places I don't know. doesn't mean I'm not smart. It means I'm not smart in what she's smart in, but she's teaching me, so I'm getting there. But I still don't want to do what she's doing. So I'm okay with her being great at what she's doing. So it's so essential that everybody understands that independence also means like an interconnection. Just like um, if you think about um, like the Internet, right? Each person has their own account, but they're connecting together. They're making a difference and bringing joy into each other's lives. That's how we help each other get through stuff. And so it doesn't have to be a therapist, right, where it's this big deal. It's really like you go walking in the sun, that's therapy. You allow yourself to talk to a friend, that's therapy. You allow mm-hmm. yourself to write stuff down, that's therapy. It's therapeutic in helping you heal whatever the tool you need and look for it in each other. But don't look to people who are in the same space as you or in a worse space as you because they'll take you where you don't want to go. You want to look for people who know where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have another question. Sure. Uh, if, you don't, if you don't mind me asking... Uh, can something like hypno coaching uh, how can uh, can that help with mental illnesses like diagnosed mental illnesses it does it actually does um, there's some limitations like um, people who are more unstable um, and I don't mean unstable like a judgment call but like they're just not able to do the work mm-hmm. so like if the table's unstable you can't put too much on it right so if somebody is maybe say bipolar but not taking their meds yeah. they're not in a place where you can put anything more on them if they've just gone through a really big trauma it's important that they see a therapist first to make sure they check whatever needs to be checked as far as the testing to make sure they're in a stable place to put more on there and then we can move forward Um, The only diagnosis that seems to be um, really where if someone is stuck in some um, really psychosis or paranoia, because then they might feel like you really are in their head, like literally. Um, But I've worked with folks um, who have um, eating disorders and anxiety disorders and um, who've been sexually abused and who've been in domestic violence situations and men who... um, well, some of these things are a little hard for people to get, but let's say people have difficulty wearing off the wrong clothes or they, you know, they don't want to take off diapers or, you know, there's some stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, whoa, that's interesting. You know, but it, it allows for people to have that conversation without judgment, where they're afraid of judgment. It allows for them to have the conversation where there's no like, oh, I got to see that person tomorrow at my, you know, in my house. You know, it allows them to be able to talk to someone that they can feel a neutral space, they can feel safe, and they can talk about things. I even have um, on Tuesdays, I was doing it every month, but these last couple months I was got real busy. So um, on the second Sunday of each month, I do a suicide awareness party. Mm-hmm. Because if you talk about stuff that people are afraid to talk about, then it's okay. They're really being able to see, hey, okay, let's let's really talk about these things. And it's there are sometimes people that come in and, and they're just like, oh, well, I feel really suicidal. And, you know, I'll work with them. And then it kind of feels like they just mm-hmm. more wanted attention. Yeah, okay. Um, but that's okay. You know, I give them the number for the suicide awareness hotline. I give them the resources that they need. Um, but then there's other people who are like, oh, my gosh, I really needed that information that you shared. And, you know, so you really want to do the work. So it's just different people in different mm-hmm. places. So that's an absolutely great question. It really does make a difference. And you can look up statistics. When someone is doing therapy, 
sometimes it takes them years, where oftentimes when they're doing the hypnosis work, it might take them just a few sessions comparatively. And so people are really astounded with the work they get. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been working on this for years. And, and I felt the same way because I was working on stuff for about 20 years. And when I did the hypno coaching myself, it took me about six months to really go, holy cow. Now, I was probably doing work not probably I was doing work and getting progress but being so analytical I couldn't see it so it took me a little bit longer that's okay everybody takes longer which is why I do well with complicated clients (laughs) (laughs) now have you seen the show 13 reasons why Mm -mm. so um just like fill you in it's a show about like a girl who kills herself Mm -hmm. and then it was really like it's a Netflix show and I heard that you mentioned suicide prevention and everything. Yeah. The whole show is about like preventing people committing suicide. Would you recommend people watching a show like that about a person who killed themselves? It depends on how effective it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if a show were to be like, this is how somebody kills themselves, you know, then no. But if it's about this is what was going on for her and this is what led up to it, it really helps people to begin to go, yeah, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if it just stays kind of low energy and depressed and not uplifting and not resourceful, then no, we'd have to be careful not to do that because yeah. that will take them back in the same place. But yes, getting them to tools and awareness and talking about it. There's countries where suicide is not illegal. And then they have time to talk about it without fear. And so most of the time, people will find out they don't want to die. They want the pain to stop. And if the pain stops, they're okay. And that's what you'll find about most situations. Even people who are in a lot of physical pain, if you can help them to stop stressing about that pain, their body will relax, they'll have less pain. And then they they feel a lot better, they feel happier. Do you ever feel nervous working with clients with Every those time. kind of? Oh, <laughs> I think that would be so stressful doing that, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, I'm nervous every time, but once I get out of my head, I'm fine. So it's more about, am I going to do it right? Am I going to say the right thing? But what I do, my business is also faith based, and so I just go, okay, God, you've got this. This is this is your child. You know what they need. Send me what they need. And of course, they're telling me what they need through their questions. And if they're also faith based, we'll pray, whatever that looks like. It doesn't matter what faith they're in, as long as they're not like active Satan worshippers. I'm okay. <laughs> and and that sounds funny, but they really are. Um, and so I have to draw that boundary for myself. Um, but I tell them wherever they're at in their journey. So we pray together, or they pray, and I just you know, pray, you know, silently with them. And if they're praying differently, then I pray differently, but they know. And so it brings them to an opening. It brings them to a space of, of, um, it feels different when you're in faith versus fear. Trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trust and faith. Yeah. And it takes them out of doubting themselves, doubting me, right? Me doubting <laughs> myself into this is bigger than me. And as soon as I'm there, I'm all over what is about them. It's like I get out of my head and I get there, and it's in a matter of a couple seconds. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to go to another question. So. All right. Well, uh, you talked about Isabella being a big inspiration to you. Do you have any other inspiring leaders? Oh, definitely. Um, I have more than I can mention. Um, but, you know, yes, Isabella is one. Um, my husband is another. I, we were talking about it today. He wakes up so joyful. Just like, you know, when you see a baby who wakes up and they're like, oh, coo, 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 and they're playing with their hands and sucking on their toes. He doesn't suck on his toes, but he's super happy. <laughs> In the morning, he just bounces out. Um, and I've never experienced that before. Like I mentioned, growing up and everything was heavy and dark. And I, I believe my mom at that point would have been labeled like major depressive. And, and so that's what I knew. 
And so it was just like, wow. And now as I'm growing and changing even more, I'm starting to feel that way in my growth. And it's just like, now I know how you feel. This is lovely. <laughs> and so like, kind of like you were saying, I don't ever stop growing. I keep finding mentors. I keep developing. So I keep having to have those coaches and have those mentors. Another is um, um, I have uh, my guardian of light. Her name's Claudette Brooke. Um, she just stayed in there in my life. From the very beginning, she would get me and my siblings, each from a different foster home, spend time with us on the weekends, and this was before they and they could allow us in their home. We would be there for different holidays and things, and she just accepted us like a family. And that was really important to me because I watched her love on my siblings. And when I see someone loving on the people I love, it's just, oh, it's the best thing for me. <laughs> so I have a question. So I'm going to sure. move the mic over here so it's a little bit clearer. So my question is, um, I know that you said that you told me we're an intern. I'd like to hear what those stories are, maybe one or two. And then also what it was like you had an intern for the summer. So what did you learn from the intern? That would be the second question. So I'll leave that one over here. Okay. Um, so when I was an intern, I, I've done so many things. So um, one was I was helping my uncle. This was silly. This was when I was, no, not that none of it's silly. It was work. <laughs> <laughs> I was helping my uncle. He owned a pizza place, and I was helping him deliver flyers, and that was like my very first job, you know, and so um, I was helping him, and um, it was like, I guess, my first marketing experience. Yeah, business development. Yeah, um, so that was like my very first, but I did things like um, – I uh, worked at a college and I helped with um, phone calls and different things that was needed, leaving messages, making copies, um, basically like my first level of admin. Um, and I'd have to say every experience I had, it taught me the skills, but more importantly, it taught me to connect with other people and it taught me um, how to really interact and, and own who I was even though the whole time I was nervous and frightened and judging myself. And like I said, that, that self-hypnosis um, stuff, I didn't learn that until my 30s. Mm. And so all of that anxiety was running rampant. And so anytime someone was good and kind and stood in there with me, it just quieted all that for a little while. So it was really, really awesome to make those connections with people I thought that were so much better and wiser and smarter than me. And uh, so they, they taught me that I could also be better and wiser and smarter and, and do what I needed to do. So that was awesome. Um, and like I mentioned, again, it kept connecting me to my next place mm -hmm. to be. Every, everything I ever did has connected me to that next level. Um, so it's, it's always a value, even if it seems like, ugh, I don't really, you know, like delivering those flyers yeah. that has led me. I do my own flyers oh. now for my own business. <laughs> um, and then with my intern, um, let's give her a shout out too. Oh, Sammy, it's your shout out day. It's your shout out day. <laughs> um, yeah. So what did I learn? Um, there was a lot of different things I had to learn because when I've had interns in the past, it was it was different. They were much older and they were, you know, just coming for some hours to get some credits and I didn't have to establish anything. They just came in and said, I'll help you with this. Okay. But in this situation, it was like a new experience and we had to come together and she created like a policy and practice for me for the next interns. And I was like, oh, goody, because I was like, well, I know I need this and this and this and this and this and this and that and this and that and I don't know 
how, how are we going to do it? <laughs> Which one do you want to start on first? And so it, I was too overwhelming in, in all of that. So she helped break it down. She helped look at how you could post social media every day and, and write it up and the pictures and she made it all like pretty and easy. And, and then, um, then she not only did the social media part, but then she did like a whole, there was a name for it. Not policy and practice. That's the, but that's kind of what it was creating a training program. There was a name, but, but anyway, she set it all up for the next intern. So it's like, I feel very much prepared, at least on that area for what they get to do next. So yeah, I think she did a great job. And even though it was like a little of figuring out, she stuck with it. And I really acknowledge that because some people give up Mm -hmm. and that's where they lose out. That's the only time you lose out is when you give up. Because that's where people think, oh, I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to fail. Well, you give up. You're right. <laughs> you did. You did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Success. <laughs> so let me grab the mic back. So one of the things that I had noticed in her business is we wanted to try and pull together a better social media plan. So Sammy and Tammy and I, it rhymes all together there. Um, <laughs> we all sat down and we created the social strategy. And then Sammy was implementing that. And it was everything from the hashtag formula to the images to the headlines and all of the posts. She also wrote some of the posts herself. So she was writing the blog articles also. And then she um, helped create that training manual for the next person coming in. She was extraordinary. Her work ethic was amazing um, because there were a couple of times we had some bumps in the road where we decided, oh, well, let's originally go back to the website and see if we can make it a little bit more user-friendly. And that was not the path that we should have gone down. So we regrouped, and then we decided to focus on the social media as a collective team, and that's where you got the biggest bang for your buck. Yep. Yep. Very good. Okay, so we're over here on a different topic, wildcard topic. We're getting into our last, I know, I know. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. We're in our last 10 minutes, and I want to make sure that we take a little break right now and do another sponsor recognition so we don't feel that we're being rushed. So let's acknowledge our next sponsor, and then we'll come back to our wild card conversations. All right. Well, we would like to take this opportunity to thank our second sponsor, Affiliate Manager. Affiliate Manager offers a complete management service that covers all aspects of developing and optimizing an affiliate program. Not only do we provide expertise, identify high potential opportunities, and execute campaigns to maximize performance, we make it a point to require minimal work from our merchant partners. You can reach them at www.affiliatemanager.com. Thank you, Affiliate Manager, for sponsoring the Intern Whisper Live. All right, so we're back, and we're going to do wildcard conversations. So we've touched on a lot of different topics, internships, of course, what I learned, and and we have this little promotion, just so you know what we're doing here. It's called Coloring Conversations. So we are wanting to encourage more people to um, listen to our show live and also to watch our show, and we're going to have a special hashtag that we're going to announce right now. And what is it, Jason? What is our special hashtag? Our special hashtag is going to be hashtag HypnoCoach. All right. So anybody who either signs into our live show or the first one that does it on the recorded show, and we'll say it's on the Intern Pursuit channel, okay? We could do it on the Pivot, and we mm-hmm. can do it on Intern Pursuit. Let's go ahead and open it up. 
they will get emailed to them this beautiful, and hopefully people can see it. Yes, they can. This beautiful coloring page from the Intern Pursuit game. It's partially colored in just for fun. Mm -hmm. And a box of 24 Crayola crayons. And what we've decided (laughs) is um, I really wanted to see which, honestly, radio host they like the best, but I think Jason has a much better idea. We will all (laughs) autograph these crayons, and they will be dropped in the mail to you. But... To get that, you have to acknowledge what the hashtag is, and it's a secret one for tonight. And, Jason, what is it? Hashtag HypnoCoach. There we go. So anybody that puts into the Facebook in Interim Pursuit or Facebook um, Pivot, if you put that and you give us your name and you private message me your um, mailing address, you're going to get the crayons, and the coloring page will be emailed to you. So... We want to just thank our listeners and our viewers for being a part of our show. Okay, so moving on. Now, wild card conversations. Tammy, we get to talk about anything that you would like to talk about. You've really touched on the foster care thing, which is really, um, I find, a very interesting topic. But maybe you've been to a phenomenal workshop or you were just on vacay with your husband. (laughs) I don't know, whatever. It can be anything that you want to be able to talk about. Okay. Um... So as far as the, I have done a wonderful workshop. Um, I've done so many wonderful workshops. I would say look into um, changing your life through personal development workshops. Um, The one that I just recently did was Avatar. And um, I loved the name. I always wanted to be one of those blue avatars on that movie. (laughs) Now I'm one. Um, But it really is about shifting and changing your mindset And I would suggest getting involved in personal development for the rest of your life. It keeps you growing. It keeps you really pushing past all of the crap that's out in the world. I keep saying that word. Um, But there's so much of it. Yeah, there is so much of it. And you're immersed in it. It pulls you out of it and immerses you in something completely different. And I would so suggest that. Um, As far as foster care and any other at-risk populations, um, I, I... I do think it's so important that we reach out to them and teach them to reach out to others because as they're being that touch that gives back, they're going to continue to grow and see that difference that they are. And even you guys, you are being that touch that's giving back to these folks. So know your value and know your worth and really acknowledge yourself every day. That's something that I saw was really missing for kids in foster care because they're literally beat down and taught that they're they make up a belief that they're not good enough. They don't have to even be taught that. Just because someone hits you doesn't mean that you're not valuable. But because when we're children, we think if someone's hurting us, that must believe we're not valuable. That must mean that. It has to mean that. When it really doesn't, they're still valuable. It just means someone's hitting someone who's of value. And so it helps to really get that mindset changed and to believe and understand that those thoughts are not real. You can change them. A feeling is just a feeling. It's a choice to change it. Yeah. And a lot of people say, yeah, whatever, BS. You're just saying that, well, I do what I do to help people learn how. And then people say, oh, well, I can't, and this and that, and it's too much, and whatever. Well, I work out, and and this was a question, I work out to where my fees are a sliding fee. And so that way, most people can afford it. If other people don't want to save up some money to afford it, then they don't really want it. 
They might say they want it, but they don't. Because guess what? If you had to get somewhere, you'd find the money. If you lost all four tires on your car, you're going to save up and do what you can to get there. If somebody you love is in dire straits, you're going to do everything you can and collect that money to make sure they get it. So it's really about what we find important. And so when you find your own growth and your own development and your own future to be important, you'll do whatever it takes. I saved up for months to be able to go to hypnotherapy because I knew that's what I really wanted to do. And I just kept pushing. And I even now I keep asking for help and I keep, you know, this is where I'm at. This is what I need. How do I get there? That's how I found Isabella. I need an intern. I need somebody to help me get where I need to. And I kept asking for two years and I found one. Yay. <laughs> so what's the latest innovation? You might have to rephrase the question if nobody can hear me. What is the latest innovation that she's worked with? So what is the latest innovation that you've worked with? Innovation. Like in technology or in anything that's the latest in your field? Um, Trends? The, the latest. Thing. Well, I would say for me, I'm not. It's not so much a technology thing. I've noticed that um, because I do massage and I do hypno coaching, um, I've actually combined. So if a client's not working on anything that's too intense on them physically, um, so if someone wants to drink more water or they want to quit smoking or they want to feel a certain way, less stressed, whatever, um, it doesn't have to do with any kind of trauma or abuse then I can use massage with the hypno-coaching session at the same exact time and applying two services. And I've noticed that the results are even better than when I'm just applying the hypno-coaching or the, the massage. So I'll teach people where they're holding stress in their body and how to let it go while I'm doing the hypno-coaching session. So I'll teach them, like sometimes people won't even know they have their hands balled up. And I'll have to tell them and show them, this is what your hand feels like when it's relaxed. Ball it up. This is what your hand feels like when it's relaxed. And so I also show them a lot of people hold tension in their forearms, which hurts their hands and their wrists could also hurt up to their shoulder. They have no idea. They'll go get surgery on something when they don't realize all of this could just be released with massage. And so it's retraining them with both. Well, actually, all three services, because I'll also include the life coaching and, and have a plan of action for them to take going home. And so that, I would I would guess, would be um, the latest tech for me because <laughs> my technology is I record their sessions and send it to them <laughs> there you go yeah I know one of the things that we've talked about is the ability I, I'm so sorry it's tough uh, one of the things that we've talked about is um, an expansion area that you'd like to do is doing something as either an online uh, as in a group or teaching it through online and you haven't done that yet right well I did do um, I did a couple of them but they were beta and so I did a 12 week and that seemed maybe a little too long and so then I was working on a six week and then the different people that I was working with had all these different things going on and you know sometimes it's interesting stuff will happen all at once and it just tells you it's not the right time um, so I have been but what I want to do is bring it more cohesive and move it from just beta groups now into the active group and also get a feel from clients that I'm working with on what works better for them and what direction they'd like to go in. So a lot of times you'll find when you're talking to people, let's say you have a group of people on the phone and you ask a question, 
that's what you get. <laughs> and I want to put the cricket sound on my phone and play it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm also looking for more folks who don't mind being interactive. So that way we can have more, uh, more results for them. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to doing that and creating that. Um, because individually, a lot of work gets done. But when you're working in a group, you can learn from each other and see the results. And there's more development because you're learning through each other. And uh, somebody who's um, skeptical about a process like that, how would you go about convincing them to? Um... Well, the cool thing is, is I don't have to convince them. So, for example, what might be something you want to work on in your life? And it doesn't have to be super personal. Um... Time management and anxiety. Those could actually work together because when you're anxious, you're not going to manage your time very well. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to convince you that that's something you want to work on. So I ask you what you want to work on, and then I create a week for time management. And I would do the week for anxiety and the week for time management, and you get to pick which one you want to work on first. And then that's where we go. So I wouldn't have to convince you. You would have to convince yourself that you're ready to commit to it and you really want to change it. So then we would also take a look at what might be in your way. Because if I say I want time management, then I say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have time. I I can't afford that. No, I just, and all these excuses and all these things, then there's something else that's going on for you that's going to stop you from time management, which probably stops you all the time. Okay. Yeah. And just so you know, real quick, you had mentioned anxiety. We don't really understand anxiety. It's almost like we talk about it like it's our hand over Mm -hmm. here. But if you think about anxiety as um, a heightened level of fear, so if you let your fear grow, then it'll become anxious. If you let that fear grow even bigger, it can turn into a panic. And so if you back it up and go, okay, I'm feeling anxious. I know this is about fear. Fear is helpful. It's here to help me keep safe. Am I safe? Yeah, I'm safe. I'm good. Okay, then I'm just scaring the poop out of myself with some thought that I'm telling myself Mm -hmm. about. And so your emotion is actually there to help you one of two things. Either to put you in check and go, hey, stop scaring me. This is not funny, right? And you're, okay, I'll stop. And you Mm -hmm. you stop it. Or on the other hand, you can go, okay, so fear is here to help me keep safe. What is the plan of action I need? What's the safety plan I need? So if I'm afraid I'm going to get kicked out of where I live, what's the plan of action I need to get the money I need to have it? Not just go, oh, I'm safe, I'm happy, I'm fine. You can't, you can't be so optimistic that you take yourself out of reality because mm-hmm. then anxiety will turn into panic. Yeah. Okay, so we are actually at the end of our show, so we are going to be moving over to our Valencia College Spotlight. I want to thank Valencia College uh, for allowing us to be on the show. We have this state-of-the-art special um, social broadcasting studio here. Great atmosphere, knowledgeable staff. We love Q. I always give a shout-out to Q. And then we're going to be giving our special shout-outs to, let's go ahead and start. Who do you want to give a shout-out to? I want to give out a shout-out to Melvin Vigo because he's been helping me develop my resume and helping me accomplish my SMART goals for this month. Excellent. Shout-out. Shout-out to... Uh, my mother as always. <laughs> wow, your mom uh, is loving it every week. Yo, yeah, I hope she's watching. <laughs> I know? hope so too because <laughs> yeah. About it. Uh, she's the only person that I think watches that I know. Uh, no, there's more than that. So, you know. And if there's not, share the show with your friends of and course. then we'll get more people watching it. Yeah. There you go. All right, so thank you <laughs> to your to mom. What's your mom's name? Uh, Rosana. Rosana. Yeah. 
like Roxanne, like Rosanna. Rosanna. Got it. Latino flair. Rosanna. Got it. It's exotic. Shout out, Matt. I also want to give a shout out to my mom, but it's because she has a cold, and I want her to feel better. Okay, so what's your mommy's name? Teresa. Okay, we've got a lot of really nice Hispanic names going on here. So we hope you feel better, Teresa. Uh, well, actually, I would like to give a shout out to uh, my cousin. Uh, mm-hmm. He passed away last year of cancer. Today is actually his birthday. Okay. So uh, shout out so to him. So happy birthday. Renee, love you, miss you, and a shout out to my family. Yeah. Well. And it's Abiso, just so we're saying. Tammy, you're up. I want to give a shout out to all my homies um, <laughs> with um, uh, Market America who've been mentoring me and helping me um, move my business. And my honey, Noe, he's just the best ever. Um, I want to give a shout out to um, Andrea Moore, who's been suffering an illness and just doing great with the kids in foster care. And George Sheldon, who just passed unexpectedly. Uh, Lots of love. Okay. So, um, and my shout out goes to all of my great new interns. I'm really appreciative of you. I'm also appreciative of all of the other ones that are not here with us in the studio, and especially to all of my clients, and Tammy is one of my clients, so I'm very appreciative of that. And take us out, Jason. So thank you for everyone who tuned in. And how to contact the show, you can info at internpursuit.com and also call at 321-422-2166 and also visit us at www.internpursuit.com. We have social pipes on our Facebook page. We have the Facebook page.com slash intern pursuit. We also have Twitter at intern pursuit. And then you can listen live on MixLR slash Valencia College Radio. And then watch live Facebook.com slash Valencia College Radio. This is Jason. This is Khalil. This is Abby. This is Matt. This is Isabella. And this is Tammy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>